Hey, hey, Cubs fans, and welcome to this edition of Cubs on Tap for August 2nd. It is a Friday. Let's go. Love Fridays. Love Friday baseball. Today, your Chicago Cubs took on the arch rivals from the north, the Milwaukee Brewers, and came out victorious today. A huge, huge victory for the Cubs after a, I mean, let's be honest, very miserable series uh, for the St. Louis Cardinals. I am your co-host for today, Ron Luce, and I am joined by Ron Luce. Ron, how you doing? I'm, I'm good, Ron. How are you? I'm doing great, Ron. I'm just kidding. I am on solo today, folks. This is another Ron Luce solo mission. Uh, so I hope you enjoy it because it's going to be a lot of just my voice. So let's get into it, shall we? Because a Cubs win is a Cubs win. Very, very big for their confidence as a team. After a very piss poor performance yesterday against the St. Louis Cardinals, if you haven't listened to that Cubs on tap yet, please make sure you do as Juice and Mr. Brian Mishler crushed it as they always do. But as we know, the Cubs always do well at home compared to on the road. For whatever reason, they go on the road and they forget how to play baseball. They haven't won a road series since May. You would have known that if you've been around pretty much the last like three or four episodes of Cubs on Tap. And, you know, it's it was, it was a pathetic showing in St. Louis. They needed to rebound, and today was the perfect opportunity because, as we've noted in past episodes, this stretch of games here, including that Cardinal series that just passed and including today's game and these upcoming games, nine straight divisional games. So huge, huge opportunity for the Cubs to not only potentially keep pace with the Cardinals, um, but then also potentially take over first place again from the Cardinals. Um so today, uh, Friday, August 2nd, the Cubs took on the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, your pitchers for today were Jose Quintana going for the Chicago Cubs and Zach Davies going for the Brew Crew. Uh, last time out for Davies, uh, the Cubs beat him up a little bit and got the, the victory over him. Um, so encouraging seeing him back on the mound uh, against the Brew Crew. And uh, they took advantage of it. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Um, you know, in the first inning, a huge, huge, huge home run from Jason Hayward to lead off the game. Uh, he's been loving that leadoff spot. I've been loving him in that leadoff spot. I know other guys from the Cubs on Tap crew have been loving him in that leadoff spot as well. Um, especially now with the addition of Nick Nicholas Castellanos. Um, you know, he factors in very well in that two hole. So now you have a very formidable, in my opinion, really one through seven. I, I would argue that eight spot is always going to kind of hover. It's probably going to be whoever's playing second base. So today it was David Bodie. I know yesterday it was Kemp. So, you know, that eight spot's probably going to remain either the pitcher spot if Joe gets creative or it's going to be for the second baseman. And then, you know, a pretty formidable rest of the order, though. You have Jason Hayward hitting leadoff. He was playing center today, which, again, don't love, don't hate, but he 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 did well yesterday in St. Louis, made a nice play out in the outfield on defense, and obviously today came through with the bat with the huge uh, home run despite him leaving four guys on base today, but we'll get to that later. Uh, Nicholas Castellanos gets his first hit at Wrigley today. Should have had a second one that Braun made a nice play on uh, later in the game. And then very always very nice having Bryant then 
Rizzo, then Baez. Baez having himself a day. That man loves to hit at Wrigley Field. Uh, Schwarber was okay today. Took two walks, which is encouraging, and had a hit. So uh, officially was one for two in his at-bats for the day. And uh, Wilson Contreras also had a hit today and an RBI. So uh, the, the big guns came to play. Javi especially. Three runs batted in for him on three hits. He scored two runs of his own. The most notable was his third inning two-run home run um, that put the Cubs up ultimately 3-1 to one before Jose Quintana uh, helped himself out um, and drove in a run of his own. So very encouraging signs from the Cubs offense early. Um and then, you know, later in the game, Javi continuing to do Javi things. Had another RBI on a, I believe it was his double, um, if I remember correctly. I could be wrong. But um, nonetheless, great place all around from the meat and potatoes of this order. Um, I, I actually enjoy, I don't know, and this is a very good opportunity, tweet me at RNLDLuce. That is L-U-C-E on Twitter. Um what do you think about today's lineup? Because I, I really like this lineup. I like Javi Baez heading in the five hole. Um, I like him in run producing opportunities, but I also like Chris Bryant in run producing opportunities. And that was something that um, hopefully our Cubs on Tap listeners also listened to our sister show, Northside Nine, which I am also a co-host on. And we had a very in-depth discussion about this Um with Brian Mishler, myself, and Justin Hunter, and James Jacobson, who are my other two, my co-host and producer on that side. And we really, and that was a, a big discussion we had was, Chris Bryant cannot always hit in the two-hole because he's not going to get opportunities to produce, especially with how terrible the bottom of the order has been this year. Now he's hitting three. With Hayward and Castellanos in the one and two, these guys are going to get on base. They're going to draw walks. They're going to do everything right. You know, Jason Hayward had a walk today. Castellanos didn't have a walk, but again, he had that double. Uh, these are the guys now, okay? You're, you're starting to get that feel. These are the guys that are going to hopefully get on base for those big three then to hit and drive them in. Bryant, Rizzo, Baez. And Baez, it paid off, it paid off for, for Javi today. Had three RBIs, had another home run. You know, he's on pace for his 30 homers. Um, not entirely sure he's going to get to 100 RBIs again this year, but... I think he's going to be hovering somewhere around the 90 to 95 range when it's all said and done, assuming he can keep up really the current pace that he's on. Um, Contreras getting his 57th RBI was encouraging today as well. You figure he's going to be somewhere in probably the 75 range when this is all said and done. And Jason Hayward had his 45th RBI of the day. So another guy who's, <clears throat> you know, if he could get somewhere around 60 RBIs, I would be absolutely ecstatic about that. Um, but nonetheless, great performances overall. Also worth noting, Jose Quintana was very good today. Was very, very efficient. Six innings. He did give up seven hits. He did give up two earned, but five strikeouts. He gets his ninth win of the season. You know, Now he's nine and seven. He's above 500. That's very encouraging because I feel like last year, you know, he struggled at times throughout the year. Uh, but he, he came in today, did his job, helped this team rebound. Um, and they got after it, and they got a victory. Davies, ultimately on the day, <clears throat> not as great. Uh, he went four innings only, seven hits, four er, or four runs. All of them were earned. He walked two and only struck out two while also giving up those two home runs to Hayward and Baez. So 
it's good to see the Cubs can still tattoo Davies. Davies has historically been a very good pitcher for the Brewers too. So uh, all the more reason that it's encouraging watching him get lit up every time, at least recently that he's seen the Cubs. Jeffress then came in, gave up a couple more runs. He has been very brutal this year in comparison to what he was last season. Last year, he was a very formidable piece of that Milwaukee Brewers bullpen. It was really him and Hayter were kind of that, you know, double-headed monster at the back of the bullpen for the Brewers. Uh, this year, it's really been just Hayter, and even Hayter has not looked like Superman like he did last year. He's still been very good, don't get me wrong. I'm not discrediting Josh Hayter by any means, but uh, he's he's been more human, I guess, for lack of a better word. And Jeffress has just been kind of all over the place. He's he's struggled mightily this year. Um, a little off the not totally off the rails here, but a little off the rails. I have a um, a lot of co-workers of mine that are from Wisconsin, so I have a lot of Brewers fans that I work with, and one of them is a season ticket holder, so he's got all the bobbleheads at his desk, and I walked over there the one day, and he had his Jeffers bobblehead turned around, and I was like, what, why do you have it turned around? He goes, have you seen how absolutely pathetic he's been lately? There's a reason he needs to be turned around. <laughs> so... You know, and, and that just shows. I mean, even when the Milwaukee fans can identify that, and they're like, "Ugh, he's been bad." And, you know, he was so good for them the year before. I struggled, um, really, for the most part this year altogether. So the Cubs win their 58th game today. Um, super, super encouraging. I really, really need to talk about two guys in particular. That really three, and they were the three that came in after Quintana because these guys are starting to shape themselves into reliable bullpen guys. And that would be Kyle Ryan, who got the ninth today. Uh, he gave up one hit. He walked one, but he struck out one, ultimately gets out uh, of the inning with no damage done. He has a 3.02 ERA on the season. And holy Kinsler <clears throat> comes in, strikes out two, no hits, no walks. He lowers his ERA to 236. He's been fantastic this season overall. He's had a couple blips on the radar where, you know, especially recently against Milwaukee, um, you know, ended up getting the loss in that game. Uh, actually, just a week ago. It was a week today. It was the other solo show. Or no, almost a week a week ago today was my last solo show. Um, nonetheless, he's he's been he's been fantastic. He's been so good. Uh, he looks more and more like a, an absolute steal of a trade deadline piece that he was, I believe it was two years ago. He was this 2017 deadline piece. And now he's he's really shaped himself kind of into like the setup guy for Kimbrel, And I love it. I absolutely think he needs to be there. And the guy that needs to be giving him the ball in the seventh inning is Roman Wick. This kid has been amazing. Admittedly, I knew next to nothing about him when he was called up. I feel like that was probably the consensus for most Cub fans. But he has come out and done nothing short of be excellent. Another inning today, 225 ERA. <clears throat> Did you hear that? Three guys in the back of this Cubs bullpen with ERAs under, let's say, 3-3. Three, three. three guys, and none of them are Craig Kimbrell your most elite talent has, he's admittedly struggled this year. And again, he, we've been harping this as if it's, you know, the, the, the Holy Testament is this is his spring training. He's warming up for the postseason. They have him beyond this year. This was a move, not just for this year. You know, he's going to take some time, you know, plain and simple. I, I, again, I hate beating a dead horse, but sometimes you have to in order to hammer a point home. 
but they really have a tough decision coming up. And this will actually lead us really well into our preview of tomorrow's game because somebody needs to be sent down for Cole Hamels. And I don't know if it's been announced. I haven't seen anything yet to this point. Um, if I do, I'm going to try and scope Twitter while we're, we're sitting here having this discussion. But Cole Hamels returns is starting tomorrow. He is slated to start, which is great news um, for the Cubbies. He's coming back with his sub-3 ERA. I believe he sits at 298, fact-checked and confirmed. He is 6-3, 97 Ks. He's been out for a while. Um, something that I really enjoyed uh, that we have mentioned on here before is that Cole Hamels has only missed four starts. And this was last weekend. This was with uh, with myself and Mr. Brian Mishler. We were able to have this discussion because of the, how the All-Star break fell, because of how you know off days have fallen and things like that. Cole Hamels has technically only missed four starts, although he's been out for really, what, five weeks or so now? Maybe it's kind of sort of six. So... Very encouraging from that standpoint that he's been, you know, they've only missed him for, you know, four starts instead of, let's say, seven or eight starts. But he really needs to get back on track again. He, I know, you know, he might be rusty and I get it. He's, he's you know, he's coming back from, again, being out for quite quite some time now. But that being said... He, they need him more than ever right now, especially tomorrow against the Brewers. If you can take the first two games guaranteed of this series against the Brew Crew, that is absolutely monumental for this team, especially after the horrible effort that they had uh, over the last, you know, however many games now. Really, really six. I mean, they have two wins in their last six games against divisional opponents. Thankfully, the rest of the division has been losing, but... You know, so they can keep hovering and and be like a little you know ankle biting chihuahua and just kind of hang in there. Huge, huge opportunity for the Cubs tomorrow. But before we get on to more of tomorrow's preview, Roman Wick. Roman Wick needs to stay on this roster. I don't care what they have to do. I don't care if they have to DFA Brock. I don't care if they have to miraculously find somebody with an injury. Whatever the hell needs to happen. And honestly, I, I think with how he's pitched, I think they could DFA Brock and it wouldn't be the end of the world. You know, he's not the same pitcher he was a few seasons ago with Baltimore. Uh, I wish he was. If he was, we wouldn't be having this discussion about him being DFA'd. But Roman Wick is is proving that he can be, I think, what they wanted Brock to really be at the beginning of the season is like a reliable seventh inning guy. Now he's proving that, Wick is proving that Brock is expendable. So go ahead and DFA Brock. Do whatever you need to do uh, as an organization in order to ensure that Roman Wick stays on the roster. If if I hear the news that Roman Wick is sent down to AAA Iowa, I am going to throw a hissy fit. I'm going to be a little kid and just lose my mind because he's been good. Theo, Jed, Joe, they all freaking hype and, you know, just sit here and preach, really preach that we, you know, we're going to do what's going to make this roster best. And we're going to do what needs to be done to make this roster the best roster it is. Well, you know what you do then? You keep Roman Wick on the damn roster. You don't send him down. You don't, you know, tell us that Brad Brock is a better pitcher than Roman Wick, because guess what? I've been watching the games. I can look at the stats. I can look at 
the eye, I can use the eye test. He's been a better pitcher than Brad Bach. I don't even want to say his name properly, as you just heard, because I can't speak when I get animated and crazy. They need to retain Roman Wick on this roster. I am sorry it needs to happen. And if it doesn't, they're making a mistake. You 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 want the best roster? You keep Roman Rick Roman Wick on the roster. Your Friday tongue twister, folks, is saying Roman Rick Roman Wick needs to remain on the roster. And if you can say that ten times fast, I personally will help you get a sweet gift card. You know who else can help you get a sweet gift card? Our guys over at Second City Picks. Let me tell you about these guys. We're, we're, we're newly acquainted with these guys. They're new friends of ours. And they have a pretty cool system. And here's why. Each day, let's be honest, how often are all of us on our phones? I'm on my phone all day long. Uh, you probably see me on my phone probably too much, admittedly. And my boss will probably tell you that's the case. Nonetheless... You pull up our guys, Second City Picks, on Twitter, and they are at Second City Picks. And what you're going to do is you're going you're gonna to scan through their feed, and you're going to see what their game of the day is. For example, today it was the White Sox game. I personally don't love it being a Cubs fan, obviously, but they alternate. Some days it's the Cubbies, some days it's the White Sox. Um, I can think, oh, it was about a little over a week ago. Uh, neither one of these teams are two major league ball clubs here in the city of Chicago were playing. So the AAA Charlotte Knights were the subject of the contest. But what you do is you check out what the game is for the day and you pick more. You just pick the score. You go to their website, which will be in the tweet, which is secondcitypicks.com. You once again, you're going to spell that word out, second city picks. And you're going to go in there and you're going to say, yeah, I want to I want to pick this game. And then you're going to tell them how many runs the home team will win or the away team, whoever our Chicago team featured team is for the day. So let's go ahead and use today's example. It's the White Sox and the Phillies. You go in and you tell them how many runs the White Sox are going to score. Okay. You go in and you tell them how many runs the Phillies are going to score. Okay. And then the tiebreaker, how many hits the White Sox are going to have. Okay. You submit all of those. And then they say, are you sure? You say, yep. And then you submit your picks. And it's that easy. It takes... All of about, I don't know, 25 seconds, 30 seconds out of your day. Probably it'll take you less time than you spend on your phone. I promise you that. And guess what happens when you are just a genius and you nail the score? You win a pretty sweet gift card. We've, I've, I've been keeping track of it every day. I've been picking every day, even if it isn't the Cubbies. I'm picking every day. You know why? Because I want to win gift cards to places such as Connie's Pizza, Pequod's Pizza, Chipotle, the Chipotle gift card alone pays for at least one day of my lunch downtown. So I, I am always picking. You should be too. So please go check out our friends over at secondcitypicks.com. Remember to spell out the word second, secondcitypicks.com. You can also find them on Twitter at secondcitypicks. And um, yeah, you know what? Drop them a little note. Tell them that the ONTAP Sportsnet sent you, uh, or more specifically, tell them that Ron Lou sent you. Um they're becoming good buddies of mine because I want a gift card. <laughs> so thank you to our guys over at Second City Picks. Now I think this is a great time to move into the preview for tomorrow's game. Um, as I had briefly mentioned uh, prior uh, to that beautiful message from our guys over at Second City Picks, Cole Hamels is back. He's on the mound tomorrow for the Cubs, 6-3 and three with a 2.98 ERA and 97 strikeouts. Um, this is, is just 
a breath of fresh air that Cole's coming back. He was arguably the Cubs' best pitcher heading into his injury and is without a doubt, I would say, probably maybe the second best pitcher on the entire team right now. Uh, just from a, a starter's perspective, I would maybe argue that Kyle has been just as good, if not better. But he's coming back. Huge, huge, huge opportunity for the Cubs now. And, you know, he's had success really against all these NL Central teams since he was acquired uh, at last year's deadline. At last year's August deadline, actually, that no longer exists. He will be facing off against Gio Gonzalez. The Cubs saw Gio Gonzalez uh, I believe on their last time out, again, that he was, uh, was it his last time out? He might have had one start since then. But he's 2-1 and one on the year with a 348 ERA, 36Ks. He was a late signing for the Brewers um, earlier this season, so that is why his numbers are down. And they will be uh, facing off, I think, uh, at least for the first time I can remember all season. Uh, worth noting that tomorrow is a 121st pitch, 220 for you Eastern Time Zoners on August 3rd. I, I will will say it again, a huge opportunity for the Chicago Cubs team to go up 2-0 in this series with a chance to sweep on Sunday because at least if you lose on Sunday, you still won the series. Tomorrow's a huge game. If they can get a huge performance from Cole Hamels, which I'm sure they can because Cole has been fantastic all season long. I remember at one point at a Deep part of the season, you know, in June before he went out with that injury, he was fifth in NLERA. Guys have now since passed him. I know Clayton Kershaw, at least last time I recently checked, was in that five spot with about a 284. He's still not very far off the pack. 298 is spectacular on either side, and especially in the NL. You know, pitchers that hover around three are considered, you know, very good. So, 298 ERA. Let's lower that even more tomorrow, hopefully, Cole. Um, and let's just get a W, baby. I love when the Cubs win, especially against the Brewers. Um, I wish they had done more wins against the Cardinals, but I digress because now we can't change the past, and that's okay. I'm going to go ahead and predict the Cubs win, though, tomorrow. And here's why. Cole Hamels. <laughs> I know I've said it like eight times now, and you're probably like, oh, we get it. You like Cole Hamels. He's coming back from injury. Exactly. He's coming back from injury. And I love Cole Hamels. Love him. Love him. He was a great pickup at the deadline last year. It was absolutely worth what they gave up for him. Eddie Butler and a prospect that I don't even remember the name of. Um, he was worth the $20 million because he's, he's really, up until recently, has been their best pitcher all season long consistently. Uh, Kyle's starting to regain his touch a little bit uh, and be that, that Greg Maddox light that we know him to be and can be. But Cole Hamels has consistently been the best guy all season long. Age is just not a factor for him right now, um, and I hope that continues. I hope this this injury doesn't plague him now the rest of the season as kind of a lingering injury. But I think he's going to come out. I think he's going to do great, and I think they're going to win tomorrow because he's going to pitch. I'm going to go out on a whim and say seven innings. Uh, he might even – yeah, he probably won't give you eight first time off the DL, but – or excuse me, IL – I hate that still. I'm not used to that, nor will I ever be used to that, Cubs fans. But I digress. <laughs> he will come out of the gate. I think he's going to give us seven strong innings. Uh, maybe give one, maybe two runs up. It's going to happen. It's inevitable. I hate it, but it's inevitable. And um, the Cubs are going to come out with a victory. I'm going to go out on a whim. Ooh, this is tough. This is tough. 
you know what? I'm not even going to predict a score. If you're listening to this tonight, tomorrow, before the first pitch, tweet me. I gave you my Twitter. You can find me. Tweet me what you think the score is going to be. But I will tell you, I think it's going to be a Cubs victory, and I feel pretty confident about that. For my Fly the W player of the game pick, this is a tough one. This is a really tough one. Mine's on. Mine's a contingent pick. Okay, so let me let me elaborate on that here. And the contingency is that Albert Elmora Jr. plays. Granted, a small sample size. Albert Elmora is batting 400 against Gio Gonzalez. It's only in five at bats, so don't get too crazy excited. But considering the guys struggled all season long to hit. There's something he enjoys about Gio Gonzalez's pitching style that he hits him well. Again, the lefty-righty matchup, I'm sure Albert Elmore is going to draw tomorrow. So he is my fly-the-W player of the game. He needs to have a big game. He needs to be better. You know, they're really relying on him to be a staple in that outfield. They want him to be a staple in that outfield, and they've given him every opportunity. He just hasn't taken it. He hasn't taken it. And uh, I think that's a big reason why they went out and got Nick Castellanos. I think it might be the reason they went out and got Nick Castellanos. Because now Nick Castellanos can play right field. He's been a great bat all season. He's batting 273 right now on the season, which is, especially for the team that he was on, is spectacular. And, you know, Jason Hayward can play center. I don't love him in center. I prefer him in right field. But in order to prefer Jason in right field, we need Albert Almora to step up and be that everyday center fielder. And even if he is played in matchups, at least if he can hit against those matchups, and that's when he comes in against left-handed pitching. So I'm going to go ahead and say that he is going to be your fly the W player of the game. Contingent that he plays. (laughs) If he doesn't play, um, I think a pick I would have to fall back on is Anthony Rizzo. I think he's due in 22 at-bats for his career against Gio Gonzalez. He has a .091 batting average. It's brutal. I don't love it. But you figure he's got to be due, right? Uh, Anthony Rizzo's due to, to come out of his shell. He's been quiet lately. Uh, he hasn't done too much, but I think this is a perfect opportunity at home. The weather's supposed to be beautiful. It's probably going to be low 80s at Wrigley tomorrow and sunny for the for first pitch. Um, so I hope Anthony, you know, maybe launches one into the uh, right field bleachers. Or even better, send it on to Sheffield. I'll, I'll like that even more, assuming the wind is blowing out, which I have to think it would be tomorrow. Well, Cubs fans, I hope you enjoyed today's Cubs on Tap, this solo venture of mine. Make sure to go check out our presenting our presenting entity, our presenting sponsor, whatever you'd like to call them. But go check us out over at ontapsportsnet.com. The ONTAP Sportsnet, we are your best place for all your literature and podcasting needs for your favorite Chicago sports teams. You got a friend that likes the White Sox, and let's be honest, Cubs fans, we all have one that does. Go check out our guys over there with um, Shy Sox Weekly, Socks on Tap, and all our great writers over there, they do a fantastic job covering the Southsiders. If you're a hockey guy like I am, go ahead and check out Four Feathers Podcast, uh, as well as the great workings from guys like myself and Johnny Nani. And if you love the Bears, Bears season is here. Training camp is is in full swing. Uh, we've had some great coverage from training camp uh, from guys like Aaron and Patrick, uh, as well as Brandon and others. 
Uh, even Buzz made his way down to uh, Bourbon A for some training camp action. But go check out our guys over there. They just launched their inaugural Bears on Tap podcast. Um, and it's it's going to be a fun season um, watching the Bears. It's going to be even more fun if you join us over here at On Tap Sportsnet for great coverage of those Chicago Bears. Uh, and the Chicago Bulls. They're also going to be back in action. Hopefully going to be a much more fun team to watch this year than they were last year. Uh, already a bunch of great works. Bulls on Tap is already in full swing. I believe they're three episodes deep, which is fantastic given it's been the offseason. Um, and they're going to be in absolute full heat as the regular season approaches in late October and into November. Cubs fans, I am your host for today, Ron Luce. Thank you for joining me. Uh, my last words for today are let's go out and let's get a sweep against Milwaukee. But let's start tomorrow with a game in game two. Cole Hamels due for a great game. I hope he comes back and is just ready to rock and roll. We all know how great of a pitcher he can be. He's proven it since he was acquired last year at the August deadline. He's worth the $20 million in my opinion. He's the only pitcher that's been consistent, I think, this year. Uh, overall, so he needs to go out and have a big game. And if they can come away with this victory tomorrow, I feel very confident then going into Sunday uh, that these guys can pull off another W and fly the W above Wrigley Field. Thank you for joining us today, Cubs fans. Make sure you check out ontapsportsnet.com. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at ontapsportsnet. And make sure you go check out our sponsor, uh, Second City Picks. Make sure you make those picks. I really hope if you guys are listening, make the Cubs game the pick tomorrow. Actually, maybe don't make the Cubs game the pick tomorrow because I tend to, whenever I pick the Cubs to win, they don't win. So, yeah, let's pick the White Sox game again. That's fine. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Cubs fans. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Uh, remember to tweet me with all your opinions from today's episode. What do you think of the lineup? What do you think tomorrow's score is going to be? And I hope you have a great weekend. I hope you start with a great Friday night. And we will see you tomorrow night after the Brewers and Cubs play game two at Wrigley Field. Thanks for listening, Cubs fans. Hope you enjoyed spending time with me. I know I will enjoy just being a hopeful blessing to your eardrums. And I hope you have a great weekend. Let's go, Cubbies. Listen.